Welcome to More Christianity. I'm Father Dwight Longenecker. This is the program where we explore the fullness of the Christian faith in the Catholic Church. Usually I have a guest and we discuss the aspect of the church they're involved in. Maybe they're involved in a great apostolate, they're writing some books, they're writing some music, they're doing some art. But today we have a special program for the holiday season. It draws on some of my history. I was, for two years, the chaplain at King's College Choir School in England. I was an Anglican priest at the time, and it was a great privilege to take part in the beautiful musical tradition of the Anglican Church. And the highlight of the year at King's College Cambridge is the service of nine lessons and carols, a traditional compilation of beautiful English Christmas carols with all of the Christmas readings to usher in the holiday season. Now, all of this developed in England comparatively recently. Before Victorian times, Christmas wasn't celebrated very much at all, or if it was celebrated, it was a a kind of secular time for everybody being rowdy. But it was in Victorian times that the Christian faith began to grow again in England, and part of that was a celebration of the Christmas season and the Christmas spirit. You can track that in the famous book, of course, A Christmas Carol by Charles Dickens. He was writing at the time and bringing back into popularity the true Christmas spirit of love and generosity and focus on children. At the same time, some beautiful carols were being written, some beautiful poems for children. And one of those is our first carol today. We're going to have a little bit of a commentary about each one of the carols, and then we're going to hear these carols sung by the boys of St. Paul's Choir School, which is located in Boston. The director is an Englishman, John Robinson, and he's brought this great tradition to our shores. And this music that we'll be hearing is from their recent CD, Christmas at Harvard Square. And we're going to share in it as part of our Christmas celebrations here at More Christianity. The first carol we're going to listen to was written in Victorian times when Christmas was beginning to be celebrated again in a positive and Christian way. And the words are written by Cecil Francis Alexander. Originally, the words were written as a poem for children. And then an English organist, Henry John Gauntlet, discovered the poem and set it to music. I'd like to read through the poem for you because the words are beautiful. They focus on childhood and focus on the meaning of Christmas for our children, remembering that Jesus Christ himself came as a little child. The words go like this. Once in royal David's city stood a lowly cattle shed where a mother laid her baby in a manger for his bed. Mary was that mother mild, Jesus Christ, her little child. He came down to earth from heaven, who is God and Lord of all, and his shelter was a stable and his cradle was a stall. With the poor, the mean, and lowly, lived on earth our Savior holy. For he is our childhood's pattern. Day by day, like us, he grew. He was little, weak, and helpless. Tears and smiles, like us, he knew. And he feeds our sadness, and he shares in our gladness. And our eyes at last shall see him through his own redeeming love. For that child so dear and gentle is our Lord in heaven above. And he leads his children on to the place where he is gone. Not in that poor lowly stable with the oxen standing by shall we see him, but in heaven set at God's right hand on high, where like stars his children crowned, all in white, shall wait around. And now the boys of St. Paul's Choir School.
the voices of St. Paul's Choir School in Boston, singing Once in Royal David City, music set to a Victorian poem by an Anglican bishop's wife, and now we jump back in the English tradition several hundred years to a most beautiful medieval poem. This is also a poem about Christmas, especially a poem about the Annunciation of the birth of Jesus to the Blessed Virgin Mary by the angel Gabriel. This poem is I Sing of a Maiden. It was discovered in the British Library and is dated to the 15th century, but scholars think that the poem goes back much earlier, maybe even another 200 years to the 13th century in England. They think it was written as a poem to be sung probably by a traveling minstrel because it was in a collection of various other poems that they know were sung by traveling minstrels. So imagine this for a moment. These beautiful words are taking you right back not just 500 years, but back even earlier to the heart of the Middle Ages in England, where a minstrel in a court would be singing this very simple, beautiful song. The poetry has been set to music by many different composers down through the years, especially in the modern age. English composers Martin Shaw, Roger Quilter, Gustav Holst, Arnold Bax, Peter Warlock, Lennox Barclay, Benjamin Britten, and many others. I'm going to read the words to you, and then we'll hear once again the voices of St. Paul's Choir School in Boston. I sing of a maiden that is matchless, king of all kings, for her son she chose. He came as still where his mother was, as dew in April that falls on the grass. He came as still to his mother's bower, as dew in April that falls on the flower. He came as still where his mother lay, as dew in April that falls on the spray. Mother and maiden, there was never ever one but she. Well, may such a lady God's mother be. As you listen to the boys from St. Paul's Choir School in Boston, it may be difficult to understand all of the words because they're actually singing it in the original medieval English. From a beautiful carol from the Middle Ages, I sing of a maiden. We go back to the Victorian age with a poem written by Christina Rossetti. This is the sister of the famous artist Rossetti, and her poem is In the Bleak Midwinter. This poem has been set to music by various composers, most famously by Harold Dark, and that's the setting we're going to hear. In 2008, this carol was voted as the most favorite carol of all by the world's expert choir masters, but that doesn't really matter. It's my favorite carol, too. I'm going to limit my introduction so that we can listen to the whole thing. Pay attention especially to the very last verse in which a child sings, What can I give him, poor as I am? If I were a shepherd, I would give a lamb. If I were a wise man, I would do my part. Yet what I can, I give him, give my heart. The boys and the men of St. Paul's Choir School.
from the Victorian age, we bounce back now again to the Middle Ages with the beautiful poem, O Magnum Mysterium, which puts together the sacrament of the Holy Eucharist and the sacrament of our Lord's incarnation. You have to listen carefully to the music. It's a beautiful blend of ancient polyphony. Polyphony is music that has two or more simultaneous lines of independent melody, as opposed to music we're usually used to listening to with one melody line, which has harmony lines underneath it. Polyphony is the major sacred musical form in the Middle Ages, going right up through the Renaissance and even to the Baroque Age. But if you listen carefully, you'll appreciate the mysterious beauty of the music which merges with the words. I'd like to read the words to you in English translation. O great mystery and wonderful sacrament, that animals should see the newborn Lord lying in a manger. Blessed is the virgin whose womb was worthy to bear Christ the Lord. Alleluia, alleluia. Here are the voices of St. Paul's Choir School in Boston. Magnum Mysterium, sung by the boys and men of St. Paul's Choir School. And now we're going to go to the middle of the 18th century, the famous hymn writer, Charles Wesley, brother of the great evangelist John Wesley. Charles wrote wonderful hymns for the entire church year, one of the most prolific poets and hymn writers of any time or place in history. And his poems, which were set to music, are so often majestic and full of deep and wonderful theology. This particular carol, Hark the Herald Angels Sing, which is so well known to us, was written by Charles Wesley in 1739 and first appeared in Hymns and Sacred Poems. It was adapted by the preacher George Whitfield and the composer Felix Mendelssohn actually helped to adapt the words and to write some of the music as well. Uh, we're going to hear the boys and the men of St. Paul's Choir School in Boston singing Hark the Herald Angels Sing in just a moment. I would like to share with you the words before they do. 
listen especially to the wonderful theology which is there. This is not only about the birth of our Lord, but this majestic and grand hymn also focuses on reconciliation between God and man, the beautiful mystery of the incarnation, and the redemption that is one for all of mankind. Hark, the herald angels sing, glory to the newborn king, peace on earth and mercy mild, God and sinners reconciled. Joyful, all ye nations rise, join the triumph of the skies, with the angelic host proclaim Christ is born in Bethlehem. Christ by highest heaven adored, Christ the everlasting Lord, late in time behold him come, offspring of a virgin's womb, veiled in flesh the Godhead see, hail the incarnate deity, pleased as man with man to dwell, Jesus our Emmanuel, hail the heaven-born Prince of Peace, hail the Son of Righteousness, light and life to all he brings, risen with healing in his wings. Mild he lays his glory by, born that man no more may die, born to raise the sons of earth, born to give them second birth. Hark the herald angels sing, glory to the newborn king. Let's listen now as the boys and men of St. Paul's Choir School in Boston sing this beautiful hymn.
Hark the Herald Angels Sing with the voices of St. Paul's Choir School in Boston. And now from Hark the Herald Angels Sing to one of the most famous and beloved of Christmas carols, O Come, All Ye Faithful. In Latin, it's Adeste Fidelis. And the text of this hymn first existed in the Middle Ages in Latin. There were only four verses, but over the years, four or five other verses have been written. The text has been attributed to St. Bonaventure and also to King John IV of Portugal from the 17th century. Scholars believe, however, that it was sung in the Middle Ages by the monks. The text from O Come, O You Faithful is full of love for the Lord, full of wonder at the theology of the Incarnation, that God himself should come and take human form in our midst. I'll remind you of those words because when you hear them read, it reminds you of the great meaning and theology that we sometimes miss when just hearing the music. O come, O ye faithful, joyful, and triumphant. O come, ye, O come, ye to Bethlehem. Come and behold him, born the King of angels. God of God, light of light, lo, he abhors not the virgin's womb. Very God, begotten, not made. Sing, choirs of angels, sing in exultation. Sing, O ye citizens of heaven above. Glory to God, glory in the highest. Yea, Lord, we greet thee, born this happy morning. Jesus, to thee be glory given. Word of the Father, now in flesh appearing. O come, let us adore him. O come, let us adore him. O come, let us adore him, Christ the Lord. Remember, in your Christmas celebrations, that's the heart of the season. To adore Christ the Lord, God from God, light from light, who took human form for us and for our redemption. This is Father Dwight Longenecker. I'm wishing you and yours a very Merry Christmas. God bless you. Listen now to the voices of St. Paul's Choir School in Boston singing, O Come, O Ye Faithful. O come.